Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I think that the uh, the southern border is an open, bleeding wound since President Biden and Vice President Harris have been in office. About 8.4 million people have come into our country illegally. Uh, that's four Nebraskas. We don't have the slightest idea, idea who they are. Why is that? Because this administration believes in open borders. Why is that? Because this administration has embraced the uh, the neo-socialist um, woke wing loon wing of the Democratic Party. Well, Senator Kennedy is absolutely correct. Appearing there on Fox News with Martha McCallum and being as perfectly Senator John Kennedy as possible. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. We've said it many times. We'll keep saying it. The border is the biggest story in America. Now, as for Senator Kennedy, uh, the man's got away with words, and uh, he does not disappoint. Um, I mean, just look around. The American people may be poorer under President Biden, but they're not stupid. They see an open border. Uh, they, 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 uh, they experience inflation. They see the rampant crime. The American people look around and see the world on fire. Um, the war in Ukraine, the war in the Middle East, um, the, the, the embers smoldering in China. And they have concluded that, um, fair or unfair, Martha, I'm not saying that this is accurate, but I, I can read a poll. And the American people have concluded that President Biden um, is, uh, is old and he needs soup in an early bedtime. And they have concluded that Vice President Harris is not capable, um, that, that uh, when her IQ gets to 75, she should, should sell. Uh, again, I'm not saying that's fair or accurate, but that's, what, that's a conclusion today that the American people have reached. Well, we said- Damn. That is, uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people right now are going, that's accurate. That is very accurate. Did I say hello? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. That's the number. 833-GOT-TONY. Of course, you have Elon Musk suing Media Matters. Fine by me. Media Matters is a despicable group of people. Despicable group of people. Now, the way Ars Technica writes it, Musk files lawsuit claiming Media Matters manipulated X by scrolling down. Scrolling down? Well, I'm not so sure about that. Let's discuss what the lawsuit is about. Media Matters is a leftist organization that is predicated on the idea that Fox News has to be destroyed. And this is what they have always done. They've always gone about doing this. And then, of course, they spread it out to anybody who's on the political right. 
Attack, destroy, attack, destroy. That's the whole methodology. I've had to deal with Media Matters before. Many, many people, many of my contemporaries have. It's one of those things. Um, Media Matters took screenshots of posts from IBM, Apple, Bravo, Xfinity, and Oracle that Media Matters engineered to appear adjacent to inflammatory fringe content. And all these advertisers have stopped advertising on X which is Twitter, it's now X. The point that that Musk makes is that um, you have this manipulation by Media Matters in an attempt to do harm to the company, X, to to really stop its existence, to stop it from getting uh, dollars. They made it up, they manipulated it. Now, they, I think X is saying that this content does exist, but the content didn't exist next to these, these advertisers. That's the lie. The part that people will comment on is, oh, so this commentary exists. Yeah. Some of that terrible stuff exists. You know what else exists? Rashida Tlaib explaining why she believes in the genocide of Jews and and the the destruction of Israel. The left is outrageously unhappy that Twitter doesn't belong to them anymore. And remember how they used to say, you'll, you'll hear me say it, you may have heard me say it already. The left used to say, well, if you don't like the platform, go build your own. And then the political right built parlor, and they said, oh, no, no, you, you're not allowed to have that. No, no, servers, oh, no, no, we're not going to offer you servers. No, 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 you're not allowed to be on the app stores. No, 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 no. Oh, you're, 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 you're lying, you're engaging in this, you're doing that. No, 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 can't have it. So then Elon Musk, in a financial move that was, I think one could argue, not great, was certainly, uh, the, the, you could argue that the, uh, the whatchamacallit is out, the jury is out, um, buys uh, Twitter, renames it X, fires a bunch of people, and now Twitter should not be allowed. And there have to be investigations into Twitter, and there have to be restrictions on Twitter. So first, just as an understanding of arguments, the argument is not how dare this uh, platform show content of X, Y, or Z. It is how dare this platform not show the content that we demand to be shown and silence the content we demand to be silenced. Therefore, it must be destroyed. Thus, you point to uh, media matters and this manipulation and going after sponsors. So this is what's happening right now. That Musk is suing Media Matters. Media Matters contends that within the lawsuit, Elon Musk admits that this content appeared. Right? He's proving our point. Well, I don't know if that's the case. I'll leave it to lawyers to take a look at But the manipulation of content, trying to find connectivity, presenting it as connected when it wasn't, that that could be something that is not only wholly misleading, but despicable. Despicable. 
The question is, why would Apple or anybody else, any other company, decide to stop advertising? What is the point of that? Why in the world would IBM, Comcast, whether, whatever, think that stopping advertising provides value? You're ideological over rational? You're in a business that should support free speech, but they're also in a business that has to be brand sensitive. You need to protect the brand. I wouldn't want advertising of mine going in some showing some level of support of for example the bigot Louis Farrakhan I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want that and there's there this has long been a conversation regarding brand safety what what Rob Rasco does in the 614 group and uh, there, this has been a ongoing conversation and this is nothing new nothing new the question here, did media matters, did they subvert, did they change, were they purposeful in a manipulation? Well, that's what the lawsuit will show. But if you ask me, is, is media matters a good, just group? No, these are some awful, awful people. And it goes to a larger point that this, they don't want the society where people could rationally disagree. Disagreement has to lead to destruction. The people who disagree with us are our mortal enemy and they must be destroyed at all costs. Nothing can be left to stand. For um, Elon Musk, the response has to be, I'm not taking this crap standing, uh, sitting down. I have to show uh, my potential advertisers, you know, how I get paid, uh, that we're very serious about these things and we're not going to take being treated like this and you shouldn't listen to a group like Media Matters. There's much more happening here than just about who wins a lawsuit. It's about standing up to the bullies. And yes, Media Matters are the bullies. I can... I could say this from a very, very real world experience in dealing with them. But with me, it was it was easier. I just said, okay, social media is going to be a hellscape. And 36 hours later, it was done because these people aren't serious. That's why you don't see me losing my mind on social media. These people aren't serious. It's, it's not real. You're real. These conversations are real. These people on social media? What, what, does it matter? I know some people live and die by it. I just don't think it provides any value. We will see where the lawsuit goes. It was filed in the state of Texas. You've got the uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton, who wants to add on to this. You've got other um, uh, Republican Attorneys General who are looking to uh, work uh, with uh, X to go after Media Matters. We will see. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. The Dow is down 80. The Nasdaq is down 112. And the Biden administration wants you to know 
that they're saving you big money this Thanksgiving. It's so maddening. Like there, there's actual charts. There's charts and graphs. Eggs are down 22%. And... So it's down 22%. How much was it up? How much was it up? You can't look at the 22% number. I'm glad that the prices of eggs is coming down. How much has it gone up? How much more are you still paying for it? in the last year, so if it's down 22%, it's still higher than it was a year ago, right? That's what what I thought. That's what I thought. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, they're bragging uh, about this. It's, it is nutty stuff. If you take a look at the cost of Thanksgiving... In 2021 to 2022, it was up massive. This is from the Farm Bureau, and my thanks to uh, Mike for putting this out on on X. The average cost for dinner for 10 in 2021 was $53.31. By the way, not at my house. I'm telling you right now, that cost is higher. In 2022, it went from $53.31 to $64.05. So up by $10 and uh, almost by $11, but we'll call it 10 bucks. In 2023, that cost, no, no, I'm sorry, more than $10, sorry. It's up more than $10 between 2021 and 2022, but we'll call it $10. In 2023, the average cost for 10 for Thanksgiving is $61.17. So if the Biden administration wanted to say costs are down a little, we have a lot more to go, that would be one thing. They don't do that. They tell you how lucky you are that look what Biden's done for you. Isn't that great? The price is still up $8 more than it was in 2021. And the prices are up still on numerous things. Look at them cheering. Look at them cheering this as if you don't know it and you don't see it. It's, it's remarkably hateful. It really is. It's hateful. And one of the other stories is Ford is scaling back their plans for a battery plant. Three and a half billion dollars. This was going to be in Michigan because people are moving more slowly to electric vehicles. Look, I, uh, I, I have no issue with an electric vehicle being in the marketplace. And full disclosure, I have a, a, a local sponsor, uh, a Ford dealership, Andy Moore, and I drive one of their electric vehicles. I drive the electric Mustang. I don't know why they called it the Mustang. Stop asking. But it's, it's tremendous. Oh, it's, it's, it is fun. Fun, comfortable, love it. But I get the fact that it certainly is not for everybody. 
where the cost is, and they've got the rebates and, 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 and everything else going on, and it's, it's pretty interesting in that regard. But there are some people who like electric and want it. I'm not going to tell them no. Same thing with hybrid. Go right ahead. It's the idea of force. And all of these companies, instead of pushing back on the White House and saying, whoa, you cannot force the market here. They all said, absolutely, Mr. Biden. And they said, oh, we're going to go in this direction. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. But America didn't go along with them. The audience didn't go along with them. They didn't. So that's the reality. And some of people are having a very hard time with that reality. If Ford uh, had wanted to, had announced this in, in February... But the problem was for Ford that they were doing this deal with a Chinese battery manufacturer. Okay, we we understand the issue there. Well, some things might be done with the Chinese because of rare earth minerals, you know, and other materials. But I think the bigger story here is that you haven't sold Americans in the main on the value. You sold some on the value, and that's why some people have purchased them. And you sold some people on the cachet, and that's why people went with Tesla and looked at other things. But in terms of mass market, you haven't done it. Not yet. Not these price points, which is a whole other issue. But we should, we should always d- differentiate between the two things. The idea that it's available on the market, no problem. Electric vehicles, zero problem with an electric vehicle. Government force, Many, 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 many problems. And that's and that's where it's at. If the if the I think if the government had not been so uh, aggressive and to the downright nastiness of trying to push this on people, people would be more into it, more up for it. And then some people have have the concerns about range and stuff like that. Uh, you got to deal with those things if you're in business. You got to be able to answer those questions. And you got to be able to combat a, a, a level of narrative. And the people who made it more difficult for the automakers is the Biden administration, the ideologues who demanded this, who took a look at high gas prices. And these elected officials said, well, if you had an electric vehicle, this wouldn't be a problem. That is so elitist snobby and it doesn't do any good for the car manufacturers who are trying to sell stuff it's a double kick you're kicking the people who drive what they can afford in the face and then you're reminding them hey don't get an electric vehicle that's for snobs what a dumb move what a bad bad move and yet they still do it They still do it gleefully as opposed to letting uh, the manufacturers create good products, sharing why this product has value, engaging a bit of brand loyalty, and convincing people. So, yeah, no problem with it being in the marketplace. And you ask, I have enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Great drive. That's, That's all I can give you. I honestly report. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz today. 
Methinks thou dost protest too much. You know, that's not actually the line from Hamlet. The line is, the lady doth protest too much, methinks. That's the line from Queen Gertrude. Now, it's one of those things where it's kind of like a Mandela effect. Everyone takes it as they as they take it, and they don't remember. It's, it's like, Luke, I am your father, uh, it, as opposed to the line being, no, I am your father, and, and those kinds of things. People get this stuff wrong, but it's in the vernacular. Regardless, the political left protests too much. Now, I'm going to get into a whole thing regarding uh, Trump and the debates and him trying to push the Republican Party to cancel the debates. Oh, no, I could not disagree more, and I will get into why. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? Find everything at TonyKatz.com. I found a bunch of clips that I thought uh, tell a story about Joe Biden. Um, and and it, it, the, the, the reason that I think it tells a story is that there's a lot of protesting, not a, a, of Donald Trump from the political left, which of course there is, but rather there's a bunch of, of stories being told about why Joe Biden is so great. This was, this was Senator Chris Coons on MSNBC. President Biden, frankly, is doing what he should do, focusing on leading and on governing putting us in a stronger place on the world stage, deterring Iran, deterring Putin, standing by our close allies, and then here at home, delivering the results that we've already gotten done, the the historic infrastructure plan, uh, reducing prescription drug prices, investments in community mental health, greater safety for guns, and advances in combating climate change. When President Biden has the chance to connect with people and to convey to them exactly how much we've gotten done, and some of us out here on the campaign trail are allowed to say pointedly what President Trump, what sort of a threat he poses to our democracy and our civilization. I think that's the right balance. And I think at the end of the day, the American people see clearly um, this choice between the former president and the current president and will reelect Joe Biden. Well, that's not what polling says, but I'll get into the polling in a moment. And if that was the case where the the choice was clear, why would you have to say that Donald Trump is a threat to democracy? And why wouldn't all of Joe Biden's quote-unquote achievements be self-relevatory? You would see them and say, well, of course, these are the achievements. How could you not vote for this? Time and again... This takes place. This conversation of Joe Biden gets no credit. Why is he getting no credit, Anna Navarro? On the issue about the young voters and the Israel-Hamas thing, the administration needs to do a better job and tooting its own horn. He's not getting, Joe Biden's getting no credit for the role the U.S. has played in this uh, hostage release agreement we hope gets announced. He's getting no credit for the role he's played in getting the RAFA crossing <clears throat> open so that there can be humanitarian aid. He's getting no credit for every single time he condemns anti-Semitism. He also condemns anti-Islamophobia. Uh, he gets no credit for those things. Well, he's not going to get credit for condemning anti-Semitism because the people who want him, who, who, who are having issue with voting for him, are upset that he condemns anti-Semitism. 
This is Anna Navarro being unwilling to recognize the hatred in her party. Of course, she's a Democrat uh, uh, regarding Israel and and Jews. And he's not going to get credit for condemning Islamophobia because he's trying to make that the subject as the administration has when that's not the subject and the data shows it. The increase in terms of hate crimes, if you want to believe in those things, is about Jews, not about Muslims. And you have you you get people to say, I remember the bloodlust in the streets after September eleventh towards Muslims. No, there wasn't. No, there wasn't. Just as a matter of honest practical fact, there wasn't a spate of of uh, uh mosque burnings or anything else. Neither should there have been. That didn't happen. You could have had an issue, you could have had five issues. A nationwide, it was a uh, a desire uh, where people wrote, kill all the Muslims? No, no, no. College campuses screaming, kill all the Muslims? No, no, no. That's what's happening today about Jews. And people like Anna Navarro are totally silent, and CNN is totally silent, because they have people who work there who are down with this. Why isn't Biden getting any credit? Because his party is in favor of these things. His party are the ones going about doing these things. Then you have Claire McCaskill. I mean, this is all one, two, three. Well, uh, Anavar was CNN, but the first one was Senator Chris Coons from Delaware on MSNBC. Here's former Senator Claire McCaskill. Um, everywhere you drive, I was out and about yesterday, and everywhere you drive, you see something being built. That is Joe Biden. And that is the infrastructure that he delivered. So I think it's time to start focusing on the positive and get over the fact that we have two old white men running for president. One of them is crazy. The other one is normal. This should not be hard. But yet Biden continues to sag in polls and fail and fall behind Trump and DeSantis and and Nikki Haley uh, when it comes to electability. So one of them is crazy, the other one is normal, this should not be hard yet, yet it is. And this is where you start seeing that this conversation regarding panic is very, very real. Now, Rachel Maddow, and and I'm no fan of Rachel Maddow, but I, I will... I will accept that when a good idea, thought process, philosophy comes to the fore, we we should recognize it. Uh, She makes the point that this is just what Democrats do. They totally freak, they totally worry, and they have nothing to worry about. That's That's an interesting idea, and I would assume that Maddow is capable enough to come with some kind of basis for that. But my gosh, this is all really, really loud stuff. I, who are they trying to get to with this? Right, I'm sharing this with, 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 with you. I'm sharing this with you because kind of it's my job and kind of we're mocking it. But this is being shared with an audience that is already supposed to be in Biden's camp. And this is what they're sharing. Now, maybe that's part of what happens, right? Maybe I don't watch enough Fox News to count, but this is exactly what Fox does and exactly what News Nation does. I shouldn't say News Nation. Newsmax does, right? They're catering to uh, their audience. But they're catering to their audience about why you shouldn't vote for Trump. 
I, I, I don't know. There's something in the, in the statement there from McCaskill and the statement there from, from Chris Coons, that, Senator Coons, that, well, don't you know you're supposed to support Joe Biden? Don't you know that he's better? Why don't you know that he's better? It sounds odd. It sounds peculiar. So I found it even more interesting when Congressman Dean Phillips was on News Nation. He's talking to Dan Abrams. And he is a Democrat from Minnesota who's decided to run for president because Joe Biden can't do the job. And I thought it was it was interesting in how Abrams poses the question and how Phillips answers it. And I keep reading, oh, Democrats concerned about uh, 2024, Biden's older, this and, and there's a guy who's running for president who is that supposed generic candidate and they don't want to take it seriously. Because the concern of the people we're talking about is their power, their prestige, their position. They're protecting themselves. This is the political industrial complex at work. It, it is why, Dan, we have Trumpism. There are tens of millions of Americans who totally understand what's going on. And I got to tell you, I did not understand until I went to Congress. And I absolutely do right now. And I think, first of all, media will catch on. That's fine. And frankly, do I really care what the Democratic establishment thinks? Of course not. Well, I do care. I do care what Americans think. And that's exactly what this is about. Donald Trump understood that. I have to give him credit for one thing. He's that man of no character, no competency, uh, no empathy, and he's a narcissist. But did he understand how angry Americans were while the rest of Washington was having the cocktail parties and the fundraisers uh, and having coronations instead of competitions? Yes, he got it. And I'm, I'm tapping into the same thing right now. That is an unbelievable statement because his statement is, ex- is never what you hear from the left. It is the idea that people are talking about protecting their power and their prestige um, and, and, and their position. They're protecting themselves. So why would they elect someone like Dean Phillips when all it's about is protecting uh, their, their spot in the world? That's a very, very interesting thing to say. And when you look at Chris Coons, Senator Coons, or former Senator McCaskill, or, or Anna Navarro, or these people on MSNBC, uh, that that's not a, a lost argument. And it is absolutely true of what people do like uh, about Donald Trump. They, they That he recognized where Americans were and are. Now we get into something more interesting which is whether or not Democrats, by and large, are in the same place as Republicans were, and maybe still are. And again, I'll get into more of that later. This is where uh, Representative Phelps and I would have a break, a, a real crack. I would reject the premise. I would have no data that shows this, that Democrats... Democrats are as bothered by what is happening to them as Republicans. Republicans have decades of not being listened to, of not being cared about, of being called racist, of being called bigoted, of being told they're not paying their fair share, of being attacked and demonized every step of the way. And none of their uh, political people actively working to defend them. No one actively working to defend them at all. It took Trump 
give credit where it's due. Let's not pretend. I don't like make-believe. That's why it worked. That's why it worked. I don't know. Because uh, Representative Phillips might be correct, as, as I believe he is in his assessment of, of why people went to Trump, but he is now making an argument that this is where Democrats are. They're, dis- they're disgusted by it. Well, I just played for you Senator Coons and former Senator McCaskill and Anna Navarro. Do they sound disgusted by it? No. They want to tell you why Biden deserves even more credit. Everything they're doing is fine. Everything they're doing is great. Trump is the great evil. Don't you know that? What, are you crazy? You don't know not to vote for Joe Biden? Are you mad? Are you out of your mind? And then they slowly lose their heads. Dean Phillips wants to argue that the people, the uh, the members of the Democratic Party are tired of those uh, protecting their position and their power. That has never, ever, ever been shown. I want to say that again. It's not that it doesn't exist. I assume you can find somebody who believes that, like people uh, on the political right have long believed that. But the idea that it exists to a place that they're willing to 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 throw out the baby with the bathwater, in this case, the really old man with the really old bathwater, nah. Nah, Dean Phillips is trying to tap into something that for the political left does not exist. Because Dean Phillips doesn't understand that the anger goes the other way, as I was mentioning about Anna Navarro. And why isn't Biden getting credit for calling out anti-Semitism? Because his party is lousy with anti-Semites. And the people who support him, the people who support him on those college campuses, are those anti-Semites. So they're mad at him for not doing more to lambast Israel. I mean, that's just fact. Phillips is trying to say they're angry with him because uh, people in the Democratic Party don't feel like they're paying, being paid attention to. Well, that's, that's not going to bring you towards Dean Phillips. That's going to bring you towards Ilhan Omar. <laughs> that's not going to bring you towards Dean Phillips. That's going to bring you towards Rashida Tlaib. I mean, that's just the way it is. If Dean Phillips has a constituency, it's super tiny. But if you want to say that Democrats feel the same way about their party as Republicans did about their party and often still do, nah. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's, it, 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 is not, it is not that level of contempt. Sorry. I do not think that dog hunts at all. This is Tony Katz today. Black Friday is almost here, and I am guaranteeing you we can take care of the national debt with Kohl's cash. It could happen right now. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. I'm looking at the Black Friday deals at Kohl's. They're not a sponsor. I was just looking at, at them. And I, I don't I, I don't know if it's a deal. Like, I'm, I'm not sure what regular sale prices are, so I, I have no idea. It's just I'm curious how many J.A. Henkel's International Elon Self-Sharpening 14-Piece Knife Block Sets can possibly be purchased. And it's regularly $300, And now, uh, with a code, it's $135.99. I mean, that sounds great, but I, is that the regular 
sale deal? I, I just don't know. But as we have discussed, you see the, 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 the issues with sales and, and where retailers are. Best Buy is a great example. They've cut their sales forecast. It's, it's not going to be, um, it's not going to be pretty. You've got a bunch of these issues, but you see people like Abercrombie and Fitch, their sales quarterly are up 20%. Well, okay. Someone could be doing well. The vast majority of retail is seeing a very, very soft, very, very ugly Christmas. Lowe's cut its sales projections as well. Dick's Sporting Goods, they saw shares go up because they think they'll have a little bit of better outlook. It's not because of the holidays. It's because maybe they figured out how to have not, not so many people stealing the crap off of the shelves. Dick's Sporting Goods had a huge problem with retail theft. And they were like, this, this is ruining us for last quarter. And now they see, okay, we've got a little bit more of this under control. So things are better. That's different than, oh, they think things are going to be good because of the holidays. Right now, nothing looks good for the holiday season. I'd be more than happy to be wrong. I'm just discussing what it is that we're seeing amongst uh, the, the, the retailers. And a lot of them are prepared. You go to a Best Buy, they look really, really ready for the holidays. TVs galore. And I'm assuming over there at Kohl's, they got a lot of these knife blocks. Let me know if you get one. I'd like to know if they cut well. I'd like a new uh, chef's knife, uh, especially. I'm willing to spend on it. I just haven't found anything that feels that feels good. Maybe I have to have it made. Oh, no, that's not the way to go, is it? Huh, maybe. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz Today.